podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And the news today is dominated by the appointment of Steven Gerrard by Aston Villa. Gerrard joins on a three-and-a-half-year contract that will see him at the Birmingham club until 2025. It's believed that Gary McAllister, Michael Beale, and other members of the backroom staff will go with him. I think the reaction's been quite mixed to this. A lot of Villa fans are excited because it's Steven Gerrard. Some are taking a more you know, head-over-heart kind of approach and looking at his managerial track record and wondering if he has the experience, if he's ready for this kind of a, of a task. The reaction among Rangers fans, again, varies wildly. Some are, are devastated that he's gone. Some have really gone the low road on it and been quite abusive. And others have pointed to the fact that maybe the bigger blow is losing Michael Beale and Gary McAllister. So, you know, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. It's good to have Gerrard back in the Premier League, just from a name recognition standpoint. But also because we'll now figure out what he actually is as a manager. I mean, one trophy in three years at Rangers isn't great. He didn't do a an outstanding job over his tenure, but last season he did. Last season was immense. They went unbeaten in the league. It had only happened, I think, four times or three times before that. One of them was Brendan Rodgers at Celtic. He didn't do well in the Cups, but he did do well in Europe. And he got them through some, you know, some tricky groups and a lot of qualifying rounds. The timing is a little bit unusual, especially considering two weeks ago, when asked about his name being linked with other jobs, he replied, do I look happy? Do I look settled? And when the interviewer said yes, he said, well, stop asking silly questions then. Rangers fans are, are quite annoyed at this and feel like he's gone against his word. But I've gone and looked, and at no point in any interview, any press conference, did he say, I'm staying. Rangers is a, is a big club. But Aston Villa is just as big. And Aston Villa is just as big a club in a much stronger, much more competitive league. Aston Villa is a bigger opportunity for Gerrard. More eyeballs, more acclaim if he pulls it off. If he has success at Aston Villa in the Premier League, in the English Cups, that just means more than winning the Scottish League, which, with respect, is a bit like winning League One. It's not a high standard of football. It just isn't. He needed to move to the Premier League to really prove himself. If he wants to be the Liverpool manager, he has to do well in the Premier League. Because regardless of doing whatever he wants to do in Scotland, Liverpool wouldn't approach or wouldn't appoint a manager who just won League One. Simple as that. You wouldn't expect Liverpool to appoint a manager who'd won the Norwegian League, which is stronger than the Scottish League. 
or the Swedish league, which again is stronger than the Scottish league, or the Danish league, which again is stronger than the Scottish league. I saw a graph yesterday which compared the defensive numbers of the big five leagues, England, Germany, Spain, Italy, and, and France, as well as Portugal, the Netherlands, and Scotland. And Rangers had the best numbers, and I, I couldn't understand why Rangers and, or Scotland was put in with that group. That Those aren't comparable leagues. Those are all much stronger leagues. If you want to compare leagues with Scotland, you, you do have to look at Norway, Sweden, Denmark, maybe the Swiss League is, is stronger as well. It, but it's probably still the weakest of those. But those would be the comparable leagues. And as I said, Liverpool wouldn't appoint somebody just because they'd done well in one of those leagues. We wouldn't appoint the Knutson guy who uh, Norwich are being linked with just because he won a Norwegian title. Gerard has to do it at Aston Villa. And right now, there are dozens upon dozens of better options for Liverpool. There literally are. That's not to say there's dozens upon dozens of managers who are going to be better than Steven Gerrard in three to five years. But right now, they are. Right now, they're more accomplished. Right now, they've proven themselves more in real leagues. We don't know what kind of manager Gerard is yet because it's the Scottish League. I mean, Neil Lennon has won a bunch of Scottish Premiership titles. Brendan Rodgers won multiple Premier Premiership titles, Scottish Premiership titles. Um, you know, Ali McCoist won Premiership titles in Scotland. It doesn't really tell you anything about what they are as managers. Celtic sacked a guy who won back-to-back titles. Lennon won three in a row to start the nine in a row, and the best job he could get was Bolton Wanderers in the championship. You know, you're not going to make the jump from the Scottish League to Liverpool. Not now. I mean, Roddy Delia won multiple titles and was widely seen as a flop at Celtic. You wouldn't have appointed him. So you can't just appoint him at Liverpool because he's Steven Gerrard. It's not like when Souness made the move. When Souness made the move from Rangers to Liverpool, Rangers had the third highest wage bill in British football behind only Liverpool and Manchester United. And they were only behind Liverpool by about 400,000. Now, that was a lot at the time, admittedly, because Liverpool's wage bill at that point was 7.7 million a year. And just think about that for a second. 7.7 million a year. Liverpool have... Or at least six or seven, maybe even eight players who earn more than that by themselves now. 
Rangers was 7.3 million. So they were right in that mix. It, it was not the massive step up it is now. Scottish football at the time was quite strong. Now it was spending itself into oblivion, as we saw with, with what happened to Rangers. But that wasn't as drastic a move as it would be now. So Stevie will have time at Villa. I think the only way he doesn't get most of his contract is if, you know, if they, well, if they were to go down this season, it could really cause problems for him. But I don't think that will happen. They, they have enough quality to stay up. Um, unless he fails to reach their objectives. And their objectives will be that next season they have to challenge for the Europa League. Not necessarily get in, but challenge. The following season, he probably will have to try and get them into the Europa League. And if he doesn't, then he'll be under pressure. But if he can hit their objectives, it will go a long way towards showing us what he's capable of, of as a manager. He's lucky to have a good backroom staff and he gets to bring them with him by the looks of things. So I think a couple of signings, there's already talked that he's been promised a decent budget for January. He probably needs one in midfield, though he has really good youth, youth options there that he could put into their midfield. He'll definitely need a couple in defence, a left-side centre-back and a left-back. But there is the base of something good there. And Look, best of luck. I, I really hope it works for him. Um, but I still don't think he's going to be in the even in the conversation to be Liverpool manager when Klopp is leaving. Uh, other big news, Michael Edwards is leaving Liverpool. Michael Edwards has confirmed that he will leave the club at the end of this season. Now, obviously, this had been coming. Everybody was aware of the possibility that he could leave, uh, and he is, he is doing so with Julian Ward taking over. Ward had been the assistant sporting director and just steps up now into the big job. Big, big task, filling those shoes. Michael Edwards is second only to Jurgen Klopp in terms of importance to what this club is and how it got here uh, in, in recent years. He is the, the brains behind most of our progress over the last five, six years. Uh, certainly the, the progress off-field. Um, he's had a great working relationship with Jurgen Klopp and he hasn't said what he's going to do, but the understanding is there's nothing lined up. He's no interest in taking the Newcastle job, but he will be able to write his own ticket. He will be able to decide what it is he wants to do because after what he did at Liverpool, there's literally not one club in the world that wouldn't look at him and think, maybe we should get rid of our guy and get him in. Um... Stephen Gerrard's appointment is the lead story on This Is Anfield. There's also a piece remembering Wilfred Watson, the Liverpool centre forward who was killed in World War One. There's some pieces about Michael Edwards as well. On Liverpool.com, the lead story is about the academy and in particular a little bit of focus on Cade Gordon, who I think we're all very excited about. Uh Liverpool have vital Man City, Man City advantage in £22 million January transfer race for classic FSG signing. Uh, Liverpool are one of the clubs interested in Charles de Quetelaire, 
and can offer him first-team football, unlike City. Um, this kid is is very, very talented. He plays for Club Bruges, so you might well have seen him in the Champions League. He's already got a couple of international caps, a big unit of a player, 6-3, can play in midfield, can play in attack. I do prefer him as a midfielder. I think he's a, a very promising player breaking forward from midfield. But... Um, I'd be surprised if he was one that Liverpool moved for in January. You never know, but I'd be surprised if he was one that that Liverpool moved for in this January transfer window. Liverpool have clear stance on £68 million Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah AFCON replacements. Arnaud Danjuma, I think if we wanted him, we'd have bought him in the summer when he was leaving Bournemouth for £24 million. Uh, Liverpool eye £81 million double transfer to fix key issue as Jurgen Klopp dream target is watched. The dream target, I believe, is Federico Chiesa. Um, yeah, that's who it is. And the the double move is allegedly Luis Diaz and Kareem Adeyemi. Um, wouldn't put too much stock in the Luis Diaz story, to be honest. Uh, certainly not at £51 million, which is a laughable fee for somebody they were going to sell to Everton for £22 million in the summer. Um, no new articles on AnfieldIndex.com, but a couple of new podcasts. We did a, a scout yesterday, myself and Carl, talking about... Michael Edwards and Julian uh, Julian Ward, um, Stephen Gerrard, Eddie Howe, and a couple of other bits and pieces. So do give that one a listen. There's also a, a new episode of What If, Mark Roberts' new show. I am on that one as well, and we talked about what if Alex Ferguson had managed Liverpool? What if when Joe Fagan decided to retire, instead of appointing Kenny Dalglish, we had gone to Scotland and plucked Alex Ferguson, who was desperate for the job. Um, what would it have meant for the future of English football? The, the landscape would look completely different now. Because regardless of whether he had great success with us or not, he wouldn't have had it with United because he would never have gone there. And that would have made things very, very interesting. Um, the new Under Pressure will be recorded live tonight on Discord. So if you are part of the Discord server, make sure you listen in live. If you're not, why not? You really should be. It's available to all Anfield Index Pro subscribers. And that's pretty much me for today, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.